So we are doing Ratanji's meeting with Sai and uh, page 226 is at 111 verse. Okay. Even as the prayer of adoration at the beginning of the puja commenced, he would first ask for Dakshina. And the Dakshina had to be offered to the self-existing Brahman at that very moment, which should normally come at the end of the puja. Yet this doubt can be resolved without making any great effort. If you pay attention for a moment, you will be quite satisfied. The object of accumulating wealth is to be able to spend it in charity, but instead it gets expended mostly for petty sensual pleasures. Wealth facilitates dharma, for dharma comes from knowledge of the supreme being. Money thus taken on the spiritual path which brings peace and happiness to the mind. Initially for a very long time Baba did not accept anything but would collect only the burnt matchsticks and fill his pockets with them. When a devotee or otherwise he asked for nothing from anyone. If someone placed a copper coin before him on one pie, one pies or half a pies, he used to buy tobacco or oil with it. He was very fond of tobacco and used to smoke a beady or a clay pipe filled with it. Limitless was the service rendered by the clay pipe, for it hardly ever remained unkindled. Later, someone thought how he would go for a saint's darshan empty-handed, without the dakshana. We, we call it chilam, by the way. You know, that small clay pipe is that as a very tiny thing and you hold it like this. You must have seen Dammaro Dam, that song, no? They showed that, <laughs> that one. Okay, so he used to, he used to smoke chilam. Later someone thought how he could go for a saint's darshan empty-handed or without dakshana. And so he took uh, some dakshana with him. If a didki, didki, deed, deed means one and a half, was given to Baba, he would put it in his pocket. But if anyone placed a coin or two pies, he would return it to the giver, all intact for a long time, such was his practice. Later after some time, Baba's fame spread. Devotees flocked to Shirdi in a large number and Baba's puja began to take place with all rites and rituals. Now the worshippers knew on the authorities of the Shastras that no puja can conclude without an offering of gold, flowers and dakshana. While sprinkling sacred water at the coronation of a king or while worshipping his feet, the worshippers bring the offering and present. In the same way for the Guru puja, dakshana is to be offered. Those who offer dakshana again to a high state, heaven. Those who offer gold attain the highest knowledge, moksha. Those who give gold become pure by heart. So says the Veda. By applying sandalwood paste comes sanctity and purity. By offering consecrated rice, ones get longevity. Flowers and beet lily pan brings wealth and prosperity. Similarly, gold and dakshana gives the fruit of opulence. Just as sandal paste, consecrated rice, flowers and pan are offered in the puja ingredients, so also dakshana and the gold are flowers which gives the fruit of increasing wealth. Dakshana is necessary for ritualistic worship of a deity and so it is also at the concluding ritual of the vow an offering of a present of gold is required. All the worldly transactions proceeds on the basis of hard cash. <laughs> hard cash. And to live up to the reputation and honor people spend liberally on such occasions. If Dakshana becomes acceptable for the puja of a deity by the recitation of a mantra, like Hiranya Garba Garbasta, then why should it not be so for a saint's puja? While going for a saint's darshan, different people go with different ideas, each according to his knowledge, and about this any unanimity is rare. Some go with faith and devotion, some to test the saint's powers, while some others feel that he, if he can read what is in their mind, only then he is a saint. 
That's a very funny one. <laughs> Only if you can read the person's right that you are a saint. Actually, what happens is very funny. In this, uh, while a satsang is going on, you will find that your thoughts are actually getting translated in an answer. You will find most of the times the answers are there. But the person is actually thinking, you know, is he going to tell me this question? No, 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 it's not the question. You have got your answer in that. If the answer has come, you have not noticed it. Sometimes the person doesn't even notice the answer is given. So he is think- still waiting. He- when is he going to ask the question? When is he going to ask the question? Okay, that is not the way of looking at it. Okay, So, so some pray for a long time, some for gold, elephant, wealth, property. Again, some for sons, grandsons, etc. And some for undiminishing constant power. But Baba's ways are very astonishing. Those who came only to mock or ridicule, they stayed to worship his feet, their evil minds being destroyed altogether. Had they not been fortunate enough to have even this much, they would at least repent at heart and their faith being confirmed with direct experience would overcome their ego. And yet, these were all common ordinary people, very much involved in the worldly life. And Baba wished them to become pure of heart by giving Dakshana. The Shruti Yajnyan Dhyanyan Tapasya explains in clear words that those who are anxious for self-knowledge will find its secret in giving of Dakshana as one of the means of attaining it. Uh, this is something which you have to know. When you go to the Vedashala or when you go to this kind of a ritualistic trainings and you go for the training of self-realization, I, there is no such thing as training of self-realization, you have to give one big amount of fees over there. Okay? So you will find that all these great uh, kings, you know, of ancient times, if you recollect, like a Dasharath, okay, he would build an ashram for the whole big ashram for the Guru. Then he will give him money. Then he will give him everything so that, you know, he doesn't have to go somewhere far. So he can be near his son. So you will find that uh, Sri Ram, he's got, um, like uh, in today's day and age, he may have an air-conditioned cabin and all that for himself. Who knows? But in those times, <laughs> he, he had special facilities. Uh, teachers, special facilities with the teacher. <laughs> so this Dakshana is basically translated like that. So they would rather give them all these things. In all these serials also you will see, you know, the great, the king is there, he is coming and doing something, you know, that's a part of that. Okay. Abhi hum log kida rahe? 135. The devotee, whether a seeker of the material or the spiritual end, has to give Dakshana to his Guru for the fulfillment of his desire and in his own interest. Even Brahma Dev told his children, God, demon and the man. The three, you know, God, the demon and the man. All three are his children only. The same, when they asked his advice on the completion of the period of celibacy, he instructed them in the monosyllable da and expressed it on their mind by asking which what each understood by it. Mm-hmm. Truly the leelas of a guru and shishya are marvelous. So finally in the end when all these three have come to him, he says, can you tell me what is the meaning of the word da? It is, it is not da, by the way, English mein da dikta hai. Actually wo hai the. The. The, the ka matlab kya hai? He asked him the ka matlab kya hai? So, 
he instructed them in the monosyllable the and impressed it on their minds by asking what each understood by it. Truly the leelas of the guru and shishya. Who is the guru? The Brahma ji is the guru. And the shishyas are all these. Practice restraint. God interpreted. Okay. God said you have to practice restraint. Okay. Then be merciful. The demon understood. And the man said give it to charity. So well done. Fine said Brahmadev. Gods are none other than men. Differing from them only in their disposition. See this is very important. God is none other than men. Okay. Differing with them only in their disposition. Disposition is how you behave out in the world. How you are actually projecting yourself out in this world. That is your disposition. Man endowed with excellent qualities but subdued senses. They are called gods. You got the point? Those who have excellent qualities and their senses are subdued. Huh? logo case mein usko bolte Deva Purush. Deva Manus bolte hai hum log usko. Matlab, he is a godly type of a person. Right? Even the demons dwell among men and are those who are vicious, cruel and prone to violence. They do all sorts of wrong things in the world. As for men themselves, they are tormented by uncontrollable avarice. They are the three types among men. Hence, to pull the greed engulfed man out of the avarice of avarice, Sainath, the ocean of kindness, took his, takes his devotees out by the hand, wishing for their welfare. The 11th Anuvak section of the Taitriya Upanishad describes many types of gifts. Listen to each one of them. To begin with, whatever is to be given should always be given with faith. For if it is given without faith, it bears no fruit. Out of fear for the king's command or for the dictates of the Shastras, or at least out of shame, something should be, <laughs> something should be given. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> even at ceremonial occasions like wedding etc., some gift is to be given to fulfill obligations of friendship. Such are the dictates of social customs. This, by the way, is a is a uh, idea from Taitriya Upanishad. Okay, just is uh, telling you over here. So Baba too asked for his devotees the same as indicated by the letter the, as for their own good. Be compassionate, give generously, and subdue your senses, and you will experience great happiness. Guru Raya was making use of this short monosyllabic mantra for his devotees to destroy their threefold faults of some unsubdued senses, etc. Lust, anger, and greed are not conducive to self-afflictment, and they are very difficult to conquer. Hence, was this easy way recommended? See, lust, greed, and anger. These three things we uh, remember. Now, these three gates of hell. They say, no. We have already done it in a number of books. So these are the three gates of hell. They do not allow a person to have self-upliftment. So what is recommended for such kind of people? Yeah, you give bribes. Okay, like this, dakshanas. <laughs> so this is recommended. As in Shruti, so also in the Smriti, has this means been approved. But I give it below so that the listeners may be able to follow it properly. This is in uh, Srimad Bhagavad Gita, chapter 16, verse 21. 
The gateway of this hell leading to the ruin of the soul is threefold. That's what I was just now saying. Now, lust, anger and greed. Therefore, these three one should abandon. So, how do you abandon it? By giving Dakshana. Know that lust, wrath and avarice are the three gates of hell which leads to self-destruction. Hence, they should be scrupulously abandoned. Most merciful Sai Samartha asked for Dakshana only for the good of his devotees. He was educating them in renunciation. Of great value was that Dakshina to him. And of what significance was his spirituality? Who would not instantly lay down his life for the Guru's words? Indeed, of what use was Dakshina to Baba but for the spiritual welfare of his devotees? See, that man never had anything to eat and drink and all that. He would go out and beg. Okay? Every time he never wore fancy clothes. Okay? He never had to spend anywhere. What he is going to spend on? He is not travelling anywhere. He is not doing anything. He doesn't even have a fan over there. The only thing that he would say, you know, those logs of wood, that is what he will buy. And logs of wood, if you recollect, there were four ladies. In the starting chapter it came. So all the ladies in the villages, they would go to the jungles, get moli, moli means a, you know one uh, logs of wood uh, tied together. You know they carry it on their head like that, like that and walk. You must have seen in the villages. So they would come and they would feel Baba's and say, "Hey Baba, tumare liye hai," like that, and they would go. So these these are the women and the male folks also who would go and get it from the jungles. So where would he spend that money? He never spent it on himself at all. So there was hardly any time when he would say, Oh, I want to buy this. I want to buy. No, nothing. BD also, he will take from his uh, friends. They were sitting around him. Abdul, Mia and everybody were sitting over them. <laughs> he will say, Love, BD, love. You know, that like that. Chilam. Chilam means you have little tobacco also. You fill it with tobacco and you have that wet cloth below. Chindi, chindi we call it. They will put on wet cloth like this below and then like that they will do it. Chilam. That's it. So there was nothing in his life that he would spend his money on. But yet people will ask you why does he need the money. So for his subsistence, for his life, he did not depend on their dakshana. He collected arms for subsistence. He will ask for one rupee, one paisa, two paisa like that. Hence, there would be no selfish thought behind collecting, collecting Dakshana. His only object was that by giving Dakshana, his devotee would become pure of heart. According to Vedic sayings mentioned above, the Guru Puja cannot be complete unless an offering of Dakshana is first made. But now, enough of this treatise on Dakshana. The significance is amply clear that Dakshana was not asked for out of greed and selfishness, but only for the benefit of devotees themselves. So, let us now proceed with the detailed narration of the story. Listen to Sai's wonderful Leela on Ratanji's offering him Dakshana. Listeners would be gracious enough to listen attentively to this marvelous story and see for themselves Sai's all-pervasive, remarkable nature. While he asked Shedji Ratanji for Dakshana, Sai narrated to him an incident of the past. But Shedji would not remember it and hence was quite puzzled. I know that you have given me 3 rupees and 14 annas. Now give me the remaining money which you have brought with you as Dakshana. Since this was Baba's first darshan, Shiyajji was quite astonished to hear Baba's words and tried hard to recollect. Never had I come to Shirdi, nor have I sent anything with anyone. 
सच बींग द केस वॉट साई महाराज इज सेंग इज रियली पजलिंग टू मी नेवर नेवर हैड सच अ थिंग हैपन एट ऑल इट मेड रतन जी फील मोस्ट एम्बेरिस्ड ही गेव दक्षिणा बाउड एट साइज फीट बट द रिडल स्टिल रिमेन्ड अनसॉल्व However, the subject was left at that. Ratanji then then narrated the purpose of his visit, prostrated once again at Baba's feet, and sat down with folded hands. At heart, Shethji felt completely satisfied and said, "Baba, it was indeed well that by my good fortune I had the darshan today. I am a luckless one and without much knowledge. I know nothing about puja, yagya, etc. But for my good fortune, I had today the darshan of one who knows the past, present, and the future is wise." You know my anxiety only too well. Remove it, O gracious one. Do not push this faithful devotee away from your feet, O all merciful one. Sainath was moved by pity and said, "Do not worry needlessly. Your misfortune is on the way in from here." And then gave Udi Prasad in his hands, placed the hands of benediction on his head, and blessed Shethji with the words, "Allah, Allah will fulfill your heart's desire." Ratanji then took permission and returned to Nandir. There he granted to Das Ganu. In detail and in its proper sequence, all that had happened. I had a proper dar- darshan and was delighted. I also had the assurance along with the prasad and his blessings. Everything took place in a most satisfying manner. But there was one thing that I did not follow. Of what Maharaj said to me, I did not understand at all. Three rupees fourteen annas you have given me. I know. What is this that Baba said? Please explain to me all this clearly. What rupees and what annas? How would I have given anything to him before? This was my first visit to Shirdi. Oh, I do not even understand the significance of this in the least. At least I am not able to resolve this. To me, it appears as a great mystery, a puzzle I cannot solve. Can you at least solve it for me? This was indeed a mystery. Das Ganu began to ponder what its significance could be, but he could not make up his mind. After some deep thinking, he suddenly remembered, and the figure of the Muslim saint called Mauli Sahib suddenly came in before his mind. Born in a Muslim community, his way of life was that of a saint. He worked as a porter, living a life that faith had ordained for him. But a detailed account of his life there will only lead to digression from the main story. Everyone in Nanded knows the life story of Mauli Sahib. So when it was decided to go to Shirdi. Mauli Sahib had casually and of his own free will came to Shethji's house. Both had boundless affection for each other, and Mauli Sahib was offered flower gardens, garlands, fruits, etc., with proper rituals. On one occasion, Shethji was suddenly inspired to serve a light meal to Mauli, and Das Ganu was at once reminded of the expense incurred for it. The list of expenditure was called for. Every single price was counted. It was all then added up, and the total tallied perfectly. It came to exactly three rupees and fourteen annas. Neither more nor less, but that Baba should acknowledge the receipt of it was only amazed everyone. It reveals Baba's many-faceted personality. Sai Maharaj is a treasure of knowledge. Sitting inside the mosque, he knew the past, present, and the future in which part of the world it might occur. Unless there is oneness between all living beings, could Sai Samarth have experienced this or told others? Nanded is miles away from Shirdi, both being divided from each other by considerable distance. Moreover, both the saints are also known unknown to each other. How would Sai receive his telegraphic message then? Any thought of separateness that I am Sai Maharaj while Mauli Sahib is somebody quite different was not present between the two of them. Mauli Sahib's Atma was the same as that of all the others. Yet between blessed indeed is he who will understand the secret of oneness through all. Between all. Though outwardly inhabiting 
two separate bodies inwardly both were one at heart in fact to use the words they both it is itself not proper at all for they were never separate in knowledge in spirit in their very aims and objectives they were one both were of the same essence and the same disposition no doubt great distance separated shirdi from nandev but their hearts their life force their bodies were at one were as one and hence this telegraphic message to each other was possible oh how astounding are the sadhus and saints who are as wireless telegraphic machines whatever happens in the universe and whatever it may happen they know all about it later after a suitable passage of time god rewarded ratan ji his wife became pregnant the tree of hope sprouted into leaf on the auspicious moment his wife delivered the blessing came true to the great joy of ratan ji a son was born to him as of years of drought there would be a sudden downpour of rain such was shirdi's joy and satisfaction as the birth of a son thereafter as time went by the family tree began to spread out and blossom being happily laden with sons and daughters my god his <laughs> sons and daughters not one son he didn't stop only over there <laughs> ratan ji was now fully satisfied he after having 12 daughters and then a line of sons you what do you mean by satisfaction i don't understand capacity aadmi ko but after hmm but even there after he continued to go for sai darshan with sai's blessing all his desires were fulfilled and ratan ji was filled with joy in spring the mango tree is free heavy with fruit but not all the fruits will ripen of the 12 sons oh my oh god my this is terrible 12 sons that means 12 daughters 12 sons and there may be more daughters also you don't know na 12 sons hi hua ki aur beech mein comma full stop ye sab aaya pata hai bhai only four have survived and today they live happily and even tempered that he was ratan ji too accepted willingly and without the slightest regret what has been ordained by fate actually those times uh, this was like a very common thing even today in christianity in those who are truly true followers of the christian and the sect or other religions like muslim and all they don't go for this uh, you know uh, yeah what what is it yeah for family planning methods and all that they are not supposed to because that is what their religion tells them not to do so it's okay <coughs> so even tempered that he was ratan ji too accepted willingly and without the slightest regret what had been ordained by fate and now for the significance of the next story this whole creation animate and inanimate is pervaded by sai anyone may just sit anywhere and experience it for himself how guruvar was pleased with the faith and devotion of a poor humble man from thane whose name was solkar now this man took a vow before sai whom he had never seen before and how his wishes were fulfilled he was given personal direct experience what is a bhajan without love or reciting a sacred text without understanding his meaning and where oh where is god without faith it is not at all effort in vain a forehead without the auspicious kumkum mark knowledge without actual experience are all futile these are not works of book learning experience their truth for yourself and then judge why this book about sai's leela you may ask its purpose i do not know it is sai who has got it written through me and he alone knows its purpose moreover to write such a book requires a man of spiritual authority but i am but a servant of sai who keeps his record by his command i am only a slave of his command but my listeners are as thrusty chatterbirds while sai samarth is the bliss filled rain 
who cloud whose showers rains through these stories to quench their thirst may this body roll over and over in the dust at the feet of the power which moves my speech and whose life i may narrate it is he who prompts my speech it is he who narrates his own story may this fickle mind of mine become steady and steadfast at his feet may this bhajan be not only physical not only verbal but also mental and give me everlasting joy for i am just a meek and a humble messenger of sai the narrator and the cause of the narration is no doubt sai himself and yet in the listeners separate from him no for he is not remote from sai so everybody is connected like this to all appearances this is just a life story but in reality it is sai's sport he has himself become the loving sport maker and has started his powerful play sai baba's life is inscrutable he has made me his instrument and has given amazing experience to the devotee thereby he satisfies his own innumerable devotees there is no mere life story it is a story of happiness the sweet nectar of salvation which can be enjoyed only by the most fortunate ones who had faith and devotion i have toiled hard to write this book for the peace and happiness of the devotees and we the devotee may grace always remember the greatness and the marvel of the guru's grace when related with loving devotion the story will enhance the pleasure of the listeners in listening to it when read over and over again and the moral lessons of the story is translated into practice it will increase devotion and love when listened to day and night it will snap the bondage of maya and temptations the consciousness of the triputis will disappear and the listeners will enjoy happiness holding fast to sai's feet hemar surrenders to him wholeheartedly and remains prostrated at his feet forever without leaving them even for a moment will be to all here ends the 14th chapter sri sai samarth satcharit called ratanji's meeting with sai as inspired by the saints and the virtuous and composed by his devotee hemar pant okay now the story you want a story <laughs> now what happens is all these great places they teach people how to apply those you know beautiful tikas on their head some people apply them this way some people apply them this way some people will put them on the hands and the body and everything actually it's an act of renunciation you renounce why are you doing this renunciation but these people believe that is a mark of their knowledge or the power that they enjoy in the world actually you will be surprised to know that the true mark is not at all drawn with any pens any uh, colored thing or nothing it appears on its own so you will find that the shri vatsa is a natural phenomena the mark of a vaishnav is a natural phenomena it is not there physically as somebody is coming and drawing it over there no it's not there even the the tripudra which is put you know shivjis that also is a natural mark okay hum log marathi mein usko bolte aatha kapalala lavaycha na the crinkle or this thing na <laughs> crinkling crinkling we don't know like this na sometimes we do that so we will <laughs> say don't do like that but actually these are natural marks which appear on a saint's face saints or a divinity's face it appears very very naturally what people do is they take this very fine chandan and then they put it like this 
in that hole you understand what i'm saying already the mark is there they are just putting a word deep like this and they are putting it this way or this way whichever way it is enhancing it enhancing the beauty of that person it is a naturally occurring phenomena it is not coming from somewhere else i mean nobody is supposed to put it like that so this is what it means now it so happened that i was uh, sitting with this double phd okay the great double phd head of the hari krishna ashram uh, you know uh, hari krishna people is con i this person was the head of that and uh, i went to him and he asked me a question because my friend took me to him and he asked me the question over here ki uh, uh, so who are you where are you coming from so i said my name is soenso and i am coming from uh, this place um and what do you do i said um, humbly you know i was i just look down like this and i said uh, sir i i try to teach bhagavad gita he started getting very angry yeah he started getting so angry you you are not even trained in all these things to teach the bhagavad gita how what do you know about the vedas i said i am sorry sir i don't know i am an uneducated person i don't have very big degrees also and i don't understand these things but you know what comes to me is what i teach over there so he went on abusing then he asked me who is your guru so i told him see my family guru is there i can tell you his name so i said you know that sai baba of shirdi is there no shirdi ah uh, says that old bikari you are your oh my god the amount of curses that person gave to sai baba i just put my head down at that time my friend is enjoying this conversation the friend who had bought me is enjoying his conversation and <laughs> he is laughing at her you should not go to such type of fakirs and bikaris and all that and started cursing after that he is asking me the question so what gotra you are from man i said i i don't know sir i don't have any idea about any gotra or potra because my father himself doesn't know my mother doesn't know i to will not know only from adam so if you are going to ask me what gotra i am from which varna i am from i don't even know if you say that i am a kshatriya i'll say okay if you say you are a brahmin i'll say okay if you say shudra i am okay that to that also and this conversation was going on like this so finally he is saying okay since you don't know about all these things at least you can name your sampraday which you come from i looked at him and i said i am sorry i don't even know my sampraday i mean if you are asking me which one there are four sampradays which one are you from i mean he was abusing me no end so i said i, I don't know then i said uh, but you know my guru is there he's got one fantastic sampraday and i i believe his sampraday is uh, the only one of its kind so you mean to say there are five sampradays i said i don't know whether there are five or 500 but i can tell you that there is one more and then i told him that you know i come from the nath sampraday nath sampraday. then he is looking at me oh you are from the nath sampraday i said yeah so who is your gurudev i said my gurudev is the one that you pray to downstairs there is one photo you have put over there and you are praying to him so who who is that i said my gurudev is dattatreya so 
you should have seen the change that came under him you know in in front of me he started literally you know he got up from his seat immediately took out his one big chabi opened the big cupboard over there and then he removed an uh, one uh, tikka he put for me and he gave me one uh, one one small silver dabbi was there he opened that inside there was one peda and he removes it and he gives it to me in the hand and he says you know what this is the peda we offer krishna early in the morning this is the first prasad that we offer and i am offering it to you and then he is folding his hands and saying you know uh, i am very sorry about what i said i said it's all right you should never deride any person and uh, all these thing happened and then i told him uh, i have to go now he is telling me please next time when you are here kindly come and visit me i would love to sit and chat with you so what was it that made the difference the mark is it the mark the or a double phd that he had got from big american universities even these people they have these fancy marks and fancy degrees doesn't make them great because they do not understand humanity this is the worst thing that they don't understand this is the one thing that they forget when they put the marks and this is the reason why anybody who puts the mark and comes i really wonder at them ki and does that person really know what he is talking about or no there is nothing like a mark like that you know we always say in the bible also it is mentioned i don't know whether you know about it you are already marked what it you are already marked you are already the so and so of so and so and you are already in that direction so when i say that the gopis are already here and, and the whole uh, you know kridangan for that matter what we call it brindavan is also here hardly anybody understands and that is the reason why you just have to let it be for those people who are termed as ignorant okay